Hello and welcome to Have You Heard, a listening project. On this podcast, we're going to share tips, stories, and practical advice to help people with hearing loss stay connected. If you or a loved one have a hearing loss or you know somebody with a hearing loss, this is absolutely the podcast for you. Today, we're going to talk about the best U.S. vacation spots for people with hearing loss, along with sharing tips and technology to help enhance your travel experiences. And we're super excited to have you guys join us. I'm Audra. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm also joined today by my good friend, Allie. Hello. We both work together at OEI as hearing health advocates, and we're super excited to have this conversation today. Yes. So... I feel like at this point, a lot of people, um, or rather a lot of states, have lifted a lot of their COVID restrictions. So I kind of think people are chomping at the bit to get out and go explore, which is wonderful. Um, Do you have any favorite travel destinations that you like to visit? I definitely do. And, you know, I cannot wait to travel a little bit more. But I would have to say um, my husband and I both love to camp. So we love different camping sites. We especially love Sequoia National Mm. Park, which is just so gorgeous. The Sequoia trees are amazing. And we also love Hawaii. So it's a very special place to us because we had our honeymoon there and I had a baby moon there. So we love, love going to Hawaii. How about you? Two of those places are actually on my bucket list, not the camping. That is not on my <laughs> list at all. But Sequoia National Park is on there. And then um, my husband and I share a birthday and we're hoping to have our 40th oh. birthday in Hawaii with like my parents and family and just trying to do like the big family trip. Because those were my best my best memories growing up was like going on family vacations. And I really want that for my little one. I so that should that. be fun. That'll be really fun. How exciting. What about crazy travel stories? You got any crazy travel stories to share? Oh my gosh. Who doesn't have a crazy travel story? Well, I have two that I can think of that I'd like to share because why not? Um, So one of them includes when I went on an anniversary trip with my husband and I booked us to go on a cruise and I take control of everything, which he should never let me do. (laughs) So when we arrived uh, to our, our, you know, accommodations, we were way below deck. Our room was Mm. so far down. We had no windows. It was so suffocating. Uh, But not only that, there were bunk beds. There were bunk beds. And this was an anniversary trip. Oh, your anniversary trip with bunk beds. Same thing. I mean, you know, it was hilarious. We laughed, but it was definitely uncomfortable. And, but we laugh about it today. Um, Another one is actually involves my baby moon to Hawaii couple of years ago, again, just out of the blue, I said, we're going, we just have to go. I was getting these crazy ideas and I was eight months pregnant, which was really, really big. So we get on the plane and we were about 45 minutes up into the air. And wouldn't you know it? I fainted on the plane. So I caused a huge, huge ruckus on the plane. And my husband was scared for my life and his unborn child's life. It was just crazy. So, and he still let you plan vacations after that, huh? You know, I've kind of taken a step back from doing that, but uh... <laughs> I can't say I blame you or him. I have never fainted on a plane, so oh, thank goodness. yeah, I can. <laughs> I have nothing to say there, but I did do a conference for working moms a few years ago. And I had to fly to Salt Lake City from Florida, which there's nothing direct because it's so far away. So on my way back, there was this huge storm. And I think I was supposed to fly into Austin or something for a connection flight, but I had to go to Dallas. I'm pretty sure it was Dallas-Fort Worth because the airport was big. I thought the Orlando airport was big. This is the biggest airport. And I'm from Chicago. This is the biggest Mm. airport I have ever been to (laughs) in my entire life. They changed our gate 
four times. No. And it wasn't like, oh, here's a gate. No, wait, we're wrong. It was like, walk 16 miles to this <laughs> gate. Get there. Nope, we're kidding. Walk another 20 miles to this gate. <laughs> here's the problem. I have asthma. And halfway through all the walking, I had an asthma attack. And so, like, I'm schlepping my stuff, trying to find my inhaler, like, to get on this plane. I can't breathe. It was awful. By the time I finally (laughs) got home and back from this conference, I landed in Orlando, drove two hours home. It was 6 o'clock in the morning when I got home. And, of course, my 5-year-old was like, oh, mommy, I'm so happy to see you. And I'm like, I guess I'm not sleeping. (laughs) That's terrible. It was awful. It was horrible. But that kind of... Can you laugh about it now, though? I can't. I absolutely can. And it's kind of cool that we're talking about this because could you imagine if I had had a hearing loss and then now they're telling me all these 15 different gates we have to change to and it's like back to back to back. And so stories like that are kind of the whole reason why we're recording this episode. It's because like we need people to know how to navigate all these things with a hearing loss. Yes, exactly. So one of the things that I did see, and I thought it was really cool, because one of the biggest problems, if you have a hearing loss that you will likely have in an airport, is getting through security and being Mm -hmm. able to hear the TSA agent speaking to you because everybody's still wearing masks. The last thing you want is for TSA to be mad at you because they think you're not listening or not complying, when in reality, you just may not hear them. So what we found out is that you can actually contact TSA about 72 hours before your flight and let them know that you do have a hearing loss and that you will be coming through security protocol. um, And they will get you what's called a TSA notification card. And that way you can show that, and I'm pretty sure it's digital, you can show that to any TSA agent. It lets them know that you in fact have a hearing loss and that you may need some accommodations. That is so cool. It's really awesome. And I think that it'll make it a lot less stressful for the person flying and for the TSA agent. Yeah, 100%. Another thing that you guys should know if you're flying and you have a hearing loss is that you are not required at all to remove your hearing aids or your cochlear implant. So you do not have to take them out. You don't have to put them in the machine or anything. You can keep them in. And so if there's any type of screening that needs to be done, um, they're able to do it slightly differently for you so that your hearing aids or your implant doesn't set off the metal detector. And that's all the kind of stuff that they know to do when you notify them. They can make sure that they accommodate you for that. So keep that well, in mind. Well, that's, that's really, really important, Audra, because I know actually a few people that think or thought they had to take their hearing aids out and then you can't hear a single thing. And then you're you know, worried and scared and it just goes from there. So I really appreciate that you pointed that out. Definitely have to have it. And it's good. So know your rights, because if you know your rights, it's going to make things a lot easier. So when you're traveling with the airline, one of the best things to do always, no matter what airline you're traveling on, is download their app. Because Mm. if there is a gate change, instead of having to listen (laughs) for the 15 (laughs) gates they're going to give you, gate changes will usually populate inside of the app. Um, a lot of these apps for different airlines um, also have what's called uh, a text feature. So if you're not quite sure what's happening, you can always use the text feature inside of that airline's app to connect and chat directly with the airline to get any kind of updates that you need about the flight. You also want to make sure, and it's the same thing, you can contact the airline again before the flight. Let them know that you have a hearing loss. 
a lot of airlines, what they'll do is when they have somebody who is flying with a hearing loss is that they'll put you as part of the, the pre-boarding. So pre-boarding is usually for people with small kids because they need more time to you know get the kids set up or anybody who's going to need more time. This way, if you let them know you have a hearing loss, they can do different secure or screenings for you. So when you're on an airplane and they give that security check and the exits are here and this is that and that is this, they can do one specifically for people with a hearing loss if you let them know. And that will happen in that pre-boarding time. So you want to make sure that you take advantage of that so that you are aware when you get on the plane what you need to do specifically before everybody else gets on and the flight attendants may not know that they need to make sure that you understand everything that they're saying. So those are some great tips for you guys to hold on to when you're flying. But when you're done flying, now you're at your wonderful destination and you need a place to stay. This is going to be very important because I don't know if you guys know this, but hotels do have a lot of different accommodations for people with hearing loss. So Allie, if somebody has a hearing loss, what kind of accommodations can they expect um, if they're staying at a hotel? Well, first of all, I want to say that, again, you should never expect that they will have them, mm -hmm. mainly because you want to call ahead. You want to call ahead and see what accommodations they might have. Because I have to point out, while I was doing this research, I did call a few hotels, and there were a few that really didn't know what I'm about to explain. It's called an ADA kit. Okay. They didn't know what it was. They didn't know who to go to for it. So therefore, I just want to stress the fact that you really want to call your hotel or your uh, Airbnb, whatever, wherever you're staying to see, do they have something for you um, to help with your hearing loss? So in regards to the ADA kit, it's in reference to the Americans with Disabilities Act hotel kit specific for hearing loss. And what it is, is it includes so many different types of resources. And I'll name a few. There's a flashing strobe wireless light that will help uh, indicate on the lights when someone's either knocking on the door there's also a timer that helps. Uh, the timer will connect to the light as well. So if your timer is going off, the lights will also flash. That's There's cool. a TTY. A TTY machine is a really, really cool tool that helps people with hearing loss or who are completely deaf communicate through a federal relay third person operator. Um, also an amplified telephone. Also a bed shaker. Also a door knocker. So okay. these are just some of the things that are included in the kit. But again, I do want to stress, please call ahead of time and ask for the ADA hotel kit. See if they have it. I do want to say there were some hotels that were great, and it happened to be some of the more chain-like hotels mm -hmm. that knew exactly what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. But Got definitely it. call ahead and see if they have that available. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think, as you said, when you're doing that research beforehand, it just saves you from being frustrated later because right. you did a little, you know, you did a little bit of that research. It just makes things easier. So much easier. So now we've got them on the plane. We've got them in a wonderful hotel. So the next thing, when you're flying, you obviously want to know where are you going to go? <laughs> what are you going to do on this wonderful vacation that you're taking? So what I thought was really neat is that there are a lot of hearing loss friendly places in the U.S. And I think that one of them in particular just really stands out from the rest. Now, full disclosure, I'm kind of partial to it because I do live in Florida and it's, you know, it's in my backyard, so to speak. And that place is Walt Disney World. 
So Disney really goes out of their way to make things magical. And that definitely does include for people who have hearing loss. When you get to Disney, notify a cast member that you have a hearing loss, and they're going to give you a hearing device that's tailored to your type of hearing loss. And that device will go from mild to moderate hearing loss. And they also provide an assistive listening system, which basically just amplifies sound through headphones or an induction loop, which you can use you know, through your hearing aids. Another thing that Disney provides, and this is actually really cool, is it's a handheld captioning device that displays text wherever closed captioning is not available. So they really do try to make that extra effort. And one of the things that I mentioned that Disney does provide, and I want to kind of highlight this a little bit because a lot of places have it, it's called a looping system. So what a looping system is, is it works with what's called a T-coil that's in all cochlear implants and in a lot not all, but in most hearing aids. And essentially what happens is that when sound is broadcast, so whether that's a speaker using a microphone or a performance of some time or a performance of some kind, it's fed directly to the hearing aid or cochlear implant so that there's no background noise. So you're not hearing it specifically you know, over a loudspeaker, you're hearing that direct speech or performance directly to the T-coil loop inside of your hearing aid or inside of your cochlear implant. That is so cool. I'm sorry. I just have to say that is really, really cool. Yeah. So instead of like hearing it over the loudspeaker, there's distortion, people are talking, you get that sound streamed almost directly into your brain um, via this T-coil. So I think that's really awesome. So you guys, yeah, yeah, you guys want to look for these uh, systems. So they're not only at Disney World, but a lot of meeting rooms, auditoriums, theaters, uh, movie theaters, places of worship, and things like that are going to have those things. So that's just an aside about T-coils. And then one last thing on Disney, if you're staying at any of the properties in the Walt Disney World Resorts, you can request extra amenities. So a lot of those things are like what Allie was talking about earlier. So a TTY machine, if you need one, any type of strobe light light detector, or strobe light smoke detector, any phone amplifiers, they do really have a lot of things. So make sure that you talk to Disney. And again, let the resort know if you're staying on property that you need some things. And they can also provide for you a sign language interpreter, which I thought was really awesome. So Disney takes the cake as one of the best places to go if you have a hearing loss. Yeah, Yeah, they're pretty awesome. And now a word from our sponsor. We were excited when dad finally retired. More time for golf and the chance to move somewhere warm. What I didn't count on was how hard it would be to stay in touch. Dad's hearing loss makes phone calls difficult at best. I have to repeat myself every call and I'm pretty sure he doesn't get what I say. But now Dad's audiologist gave him a CapTel caption telephone. It works just like captions on TV, only for phone calls. If Dad can't hear what the caller says, he just reads the captions. Dad's local CapTel outreach person took care of everything. She helped set up the phone, explained about the free captioning service, and made sure he was comfortable reading the captions. Now we're back to talking every week, and I know he's catching every word I say. And I'm hearing a lot more about his golf scores. If someone you care about has difficulty hearing over the phone, find out how a CapTel caption telephone can help. Visit oeius.org for details. And welcome back to Have You Heard. So, Allie, we just talked about Disney. What other places can people go with it if they have a hearing loss to have a really great vacation? 
Well, let's talk about some national parks because I know that those are very near and dear to my heart. Yeah. I'd love to camp, as I said. I've been to a few national parks, including Sequoia, including um, Yosemite. I mean, I I really want to go to Yellowstone. But anyways, there's a lot of them that actually have uh, accessible accessibility for people with hearing loss. And I just want to name a few so that people are aware. Number one being the Arches National Park, which is in Utah. Very cool. Denali National Park and Preserve in Alaska. Oh, I want to go there so badly. Yeah, me too. It's on my list. Yes. Uh, The Glacier National Park in Montana. And I know that that one's known for its wide open spaces. So if you're looking to kind of just, you know, be together with nature and then maybe hear nature more, that's a great one to to go to. The Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. I hope I'm saying that right. Teton, I think. Oh, is it? Okay. Yellowstone National Park, of course, in Idaho, Montana, and Wyoming. Dying to go there. And Yosemite National Park, which is in California. And again, I have the best memories of being a kid. We used to go there as a family in camp, and the trees are just phenomenal. So what you really want to do is, again, call ahead. But I have found that a lot of the places in a lot of the national parks have um, actual built-in resources for people with hearing loss. You want to check in with the rangers when you get there. And just ask them, again, advocate for yourself to see what they have available for you at these parks when you stay there, whether you're camping or not. I love that you mentioned national parks, Allie, because, you know, when you're out in nature, you don't have to worry about trying to hear, you know, what people are saying. You can just simply sit and enjoy the fact that you're in nature. Because it's so quiet, you should be able to pick up all kinds of interesting sounds while you're out there. So I think for people with a hearing loss, like the national park, the best thing about it is the view. That's what you're going for. You're going to look, you're going to experience, you're going to be one with nature and be outside and enjoy it. So that's a great place to go because there's not as much to hear as there would be if you were going to say a Broadway show or something like that. Right. And I just want to point out there are so many national parks in the Mm -hmm. U.S. So anyways, just check them out. There's really something for everybody because our country's so big. There's really something for everyone. So what if you are dying for a vacation, but it is just not in the cards <laughs> and this is not <laughs> going to happen. So one of the things that, you know, we kind of wanted to bring up too is, is little staycation things, things that you can go and enjoy while you're home and mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to be out of, you know, town to do it. So one of those things are just restaurants and theaters. It's always a nice place to be able to go to kind of take a break from real life for a couple hours and just enjoy yourself. Yeah. But Restaurants specifically tend to be very, very loud. Even if you don't have a hearing loss, they're incredibly loud. So I have a couple of really cool tips for you guys if you're going to a restaurant. So tip number one, if you have a choice between a table or a booth, pick a booth. It's going to give you a little bit of damper from other people talking around you because booths tend to be a little bit higher. So that'll help a lot. You also want to look above. Make sure you're not sitting underneath an air conditioner or a really loud fan or a musical speaker. Um, Definitely kind of keep your eyes peeled. And don't be afraid to tell your waitress like, hey, we can't sit here. I have a hearing loss. I'm not going to be able to hear. So definitely make sure you say that. Um, If your hearing aids have directional microphones, you just want to make sure that you put the biggest amount of noise behind you. So if there's like a bar or a private party and they're really loud, make sure that your back is to that private party or that, you know, the people at the bar so that you're not getting all of their um, excess noise. If you're going out with a large group, and maybe you are <laughs> that private party that's making all the noise, <laughs> you definitely, because I've been there, I think a lot of us have been with that loud party at the restaurant, sit in the middle. 
it's so much easier to hear what everybody is saying if you're sitting in the center. If you're sitting on the end, even if you don't have a hearing loss, because I did this last week, you can't hear people on the other side. So sit directly in the middle if you can. You always want to make sure um, to look at the person who is talking. We get a lot of cues um, from people's lips when they're speaking. So if somebody's talking to you, just know as you, a person with a hearing loss, you want to make sure you're looking directly at them. And don't be afraid to pick your seat. It's not fifth grade. We don't call dibs. <laughs> if you need to sit closer to somebody, just advocate for yourself and let, you know, let them know that you need to sit in this specific spot so that you can hear things. And very last don't feel embarrassed to call ahead and let the hostess know when somebody is making uh, reservations that somebody with a hearing loss is going to be there because that gives the restaurant an opportunity to make as many accommodations as they can for you so that you have a good time. Because if you're out with your friends and you're having a dinner party, you want to have fun too. So make sure that you do that. Especially after COVID, you definitely mm-hmm. want to make sure your experiences are everything you want them to be. That's right. We've <laughs> waited so long for this. You don't want it to be subpar because now you can't hear. So definitely. Definitely, definitely do that. And when it comes to theaters, um, the cool thing about movie theaters, especially the ones that are opening now, um, they usually offer free captioning devices. So that's another thing you want to check out. Go to their website, see what they have but they will often have captioning devices for all their shows. So you can find out more about that either by calling or going to the information booth or concession stand to, you know, to get more information or even borrow one. And then you just bring it back at the end of the movie. So cool. Yeah, I think that's super neat. I just wanted to point out a quick story. Um, My grandfather, when he used to go to theaters, the movie theaters before the pandemic, they would provide him with caption glasses So some of the theaters actually have captioned glasses, which means you wear the glasses and you can see captions directly of the movie that's being watched. So just look out for theaters that might have those as well. That's really cool. I didn't know that. I'm kind of jealous. I would like some captioning glasses when I go to see movies with my loud five-year-old and I can't hear things. (laughs) Caption glasses would be awesome. So when you're thinking of live performances, because I say theaters, I always think of movie theaters. That's because I live in a small town. But for those of you who live in bigger cities and you have actual live theaters, (laughs) keep in mind that a lot of live performances also have some of those options we've mentioned. either infrared headsets, um, some of them will have FM systems, many of them will also have that looping system that I talked about earlier. Some of them will even be captioned and even a few will have like American Sign Language performances. So if you're looking to hit the live theater, definitely check out the venue, check out what they offer and just don't cross it off as something you can't go to because you know you have a hearing loss. Know that live theater is definitely alive and well for people with hearing loss because there's a lot of accommodations that they make for, you know, for people. And, ooh, another place, museums. Near and dear to my heart. Allie, you like museums? I love museums, yeah. I am a huge museum nerd. Again, I'm from Chicago, and I used to go to the Field Museum all the time. So with museums, they're going to be very similar. Um, They have a lot of accommodations. And again, if you're looking for looping systems, FM systems, check the website. But some of the best museums in the nation that have special accommodations for people with hearing loss are going to include the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. Mm, The Smithsonian in Washington, D.C., which I actually got to go to, and the Seattle Art Museum. So those are going to be the top ones. When you get to these locations, you can usually pick up an assistive listening device right at the front desk. And a lot of them will also have looping systems. So again, 
definitely check the website to see what's available for you. I just want to point out too really quick, I recently went to the Natural History Museum here in Los Angeles, and they too had these FM systems that you could pick up for if you have hearing loss, which I actually suffer with a little bit of hearing loss, as I mentioned before. And it's really cool. You just put the earphones or the earbuds right in your ear and you get to listen as you go, which is really helpful. Um, instead of having to listen to a loudspeaker yeah. or someone speak, you get it right in your ear. So that's really awesome. Cool. And all of these devices that we're mentioning, FM systems, mini mics, table mics, things like that, you guys can definitely talk to your audiologist or your hearing health professional about these options because they should be able to recommend what's going to be best for you based on the type of hearing aids that you have. So definitely bring these questions up to your audiologist. And we even have a couple of um, face-to-face communication tools that can just help. Yeah, I didn't know that. This was kind of news to me. (laughs) So if you have a hearing loss, there are some really cool apps that you can use that will make your life a little bit better. One of them is not an app. It's actually a feature that is only available on iPhones, and it's called Live Listen. And so if you turn that feature on, it basically acts like a microphone, and it'll send sound either to your AirPods or to your hearing aids. So that could be something, even if you are at that restaurant, like we talked about earlier, and you're having trouble, you know, hearing people on the other side of the table, that might be a really good option for you to use. Another option that's uh, mostly available on the Play Store, but there may be some on the, um, the iTunes Store as well. These are just kind of transcription options. So these will be great if you, you know, you have to communicate with somebody, but it's just not working. They can actually speak to your cell phone. It will print out captions of what they're saying and it'll make communication really great. So that might be something if like the hearing aid, the battery on your hearing aid dies and you're trying to get directions or something. This is just a nice backup. So yeah, it's great. Right? Like, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. It'll just make life easier. So those apps are, uh, the first one is called Live Transcribed. There's another one called AVA. It's A-V-A. The third one is Text Here. And the last one is Otter.ai. So definitely check out those apps. It's a good backup to have in case, you know, you need to communicate. Um, It just gives you some more options. Definitely. Well, let's go over some overall tips, some overarching tips, because we did discuss a lot today, a lot of really helpful information. Yeah. So here's just a few helpful tips. So remember to learn technology ahead of time. Don't wait. Try Mm -hmm. to learn it ahead of time before your trip. Absolutely. Yes. Bring ear protection for yourself and or your companions and bring those extra batteries for your hearing aids. Don't forget. Pack a hat, Mm -hmm. pack an umbrella, keep your hearing aids dry. (laughs) That's a really important one. That's a good one. Big time. Advocate for, advocate for yourself. Don't forget to tell people what you need and look for what your needs are. When you go to the hotel, call ahead. So do that. Also remind people what you need. Same thing, but don't be afraid to remind people what you need. If you know, Audrey, like you were saying at a restaurant, if you're sitting in a, a booth or a table where there's just too much air conditioning, making too much noise, don't be afraid to ask to move. Just ask, ask, ask. And also, don't forget to get a paper map. Yeah, And people can actually point to the route when you need directions. That's a really interesting one that I think people probably don't think about a lot today. I would say, because we're so used to everything being on their cell phone, but you know how much easier it would be <laughs> with a giant fold-out paper map to be like, you are here, go here. Yes. That's oh, so yes. much easier than having, you know, the electronic stuff. So those are really awesome tips. And um, the only thing that I would add to that is just have a contingency plan. 
And I think that that's what some of those apps we talked about and even the map really are. Um, And this is why Batman is my favorite superhero because Batman always has contingency plans. And you definitely want to have that, especially if you are out of state. If you are not home and you're planning to do all of this really fun stuff on vacation, but you don't have a contingency plan, if your hearing aid batteries die or this or that happens, it's just going to make you really frustrated. So be like Batman, have a contingency (laughs) plan and possibly even a utility belt. I can't see that that would be a bad thing to have if you're traveling with a hearing loss. I love it. I love it. It's great. Yes. (laughs) Right. So that is actually all we've got for today. Uh, Thank you, Allie, so much for being with me on this episode. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Oh, I've loved being on it with you, Audra. And I really hope that some of our tips will hit a lot of people in a good way and help them prepare for their travel. Absolutely. So for more information on hearing health resources, be sure to visit our website at oeius.org. That's oeius.org. And this actually concludes our first season of Have You Heard a Listening Project. Wow. Yeah, it feels like I can't believe it's over. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But this has been such a great experience for all of us at OEI. And we are super, super excited to launch our next season, which is going to be coming up in the fall. Yes, definitely. So please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out when we come back. And in the meantime, I'm Audra. And I'm Allie. And we just want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today on the Have You Heard podcast. And please remember, stay safe and stay connected. Bye. Bye. Copyright 2021 by OEI. Guests of the podcast and resources mentioned are for the interest of our audience only. There are no marketing agreements or incentives involved.